burn. I squirm against Duncan's arm, hoping he'll get the hint and put me down. Being carried in is part of the tradition, but I'd rather walk than freeze. Duncan ignores me. Duncan always ignores me, as he focuses on the store's unseen inhabitants. Good afternoon, sirs and ma'am, he says. He's using his friendly Midwestern accent, the one that can pull in townies from miles away if they let him keep talking for a few minutes. That's why he's head scout, and I just carry posters. I'm Duncan Miller, and this is my cousin, Ada. Hello, I say, waving vaguely at the air behind me. We're with the Miller Family Carnival, and we were just wondering if it would be all right for us to drop off a few posters for you to hang outside your lovely establishment. There's a pause while he flashes a smile at the sirs and ma'am. I don't need to see it. I've seen this routine before. We'd also be happy to hang them ourselves if that would be easier for you. The carnival's coming to town? It's an older man's voice with a disbelieving tone. I close my eyes, trying to picture him. He'll be a thin man, weathered and drawn, without nearly enough hair to cover his head. He'll smoke, not inside, of course, and the tips of his fingers will be stained yellow. Guessing people's faces from their voices is a parlor trick, and it's one I'm good at, probably because I've had so much practice. I squirm again, trying to get Duncan to put me down and let me see whether I'm right. Yes, sir, it is, says Duncan. But the carnival never comes to Huntsville, says a woman. She sounds younger than the man. I picture her as larger, too, not fat, but soft and rounded like Eglantine, who teaches math to us carny kids and trains the dancing girls in the hoochie tent. Not for going on twenty years. Well, ma'am, the carnival is coming now, says Duncan. He finally yields to my squirming, bending down to set my feet on the floor. I'm delighted to hear it's been so long since you've had the opportunity to enjoy the wonders of a proper midway. Why, I'll expect to see each and every citizen of Huntsville pass through our gilded gates. I can't say you'll see everyone, but a carnival will be a nice change of pace around here, says the second man. He sounds big. Fixing my talking-to-towny smile firmly in place, I turn and see the people behind the counter. The first man is old and thin enough to pass for a scarecrow in the right clothes. He has a full head of hair, but it's too thick and the color isn't right. He's wearing a toupee. The second man is both younger and larger, with arms almost as big around as Duncan's and a gut like one of the silent pot-bellied twins who run the pony ride. Only the woman doesn't match her voice. She's too small, with that crumpled-up look people get when they lose more weight than they should. Her eyes are cloudy with some old sorrow, and I know just by looking at her that whatever hurt her is more than even a Ferris wheel ride in the moonlight can heal. The woman blinks when she sees me, clouded eyes going wide and a little bit clearer as she raises a hand to cover her mouth. The older of the two men hits her in the arm. My, says the woman, almost sounding like she's hiccuping in the middle of the word. Aren't you a pretty thing? What did you say your name was again, sugar? Ada Miller, I say, still smiling. We surely would appreciate seeing you all at the carnival. We have a midway that's second to none in this half of the country, and the best sideshows you'll see anywhere. You the ones who have that mermaid? asks the younger man. Everything seems to stop. It feels like the whole store is holding its breath along with me.
Then Duncan smiles and says, The Alabama Mermaid? Three shows a night? Be sure to buy your tickets early or you might not get in. Thanks for hanging those posters now. He drops the posters on the counter and turns, smile dying the second the townies can't see his face. He doesn't need to tell me why. I turn quickly, and together we walk through the Arctic chill to the door and out into the hot autumn afternoon where the truck is waiting. I start automatically for the back. He grabs my arm. Not this time, Ada. The friendly Midwestern accent is gone, replaced by his normal New Jersey sharpness. There's no need for pretend among family. We need to get back to the lot. I blink at him. But the posters. Plenty of people can pass out posters, says Duncan. Now get in. I get. The view from the cab of the truck is disorienting.